RX Radio. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Branch Talk with Olive. How are you doing? How are you spending your weekend? What's popping now that bars, discotheques are open? Speaking of, welcome back from the lockdown. Mukulikeyo <laughs> banange. Two years, two years, people, two years of no party. Hmm? When did that song come out? Party after party after party. Now I'm sure many people are sleeping in bars. Hmm? I'm so ready to hit the social scene myself. Actually, I haven't since Monday, but uh, yeah, today is Saturday. After this brunch, I'm heading out. But first, while announcing the reopening of the economy, President Museveni left one section under lock and key. The Boda Boda Fraternity is still under a 7 o'clock curfew until further notice. Now, Boda Boda riders argue that they are being segregated, yet they contribute largely to the economy of the nation. Having brunch with me this warm afternoon is Ricky Rapa Thompson, the co-founder of Safe Border, an online border border service. Don't go away. RX Radio. Hi, Ricky. Hi, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm good, I'm good. We've talked several times over the phone. It's nice to finally have you on the brunch talk. I, I think it's actually better if we talk from the studio and uh, talk in person. <laughs> um, I think I've been missing out on so many things. Really? Like yes. what? <laughs> <laughs> it's a Saturday, so... Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> By the way, before we get into it, are you ready to hit the social scene to party after party after party? I, I would if all my people were were ready because I, I kind of feel like if I hit the social sh- scene alone mm. and others remain behind, mm. I'll not be doing the right thing. I, A lot of people are really interested in hitting the social scene and, and getting out to have fun. Mm. But then there are still issues around that because transport and all this is still a, is still a big travel for many people. Mm. As you may be aware, only 1% of Ugandans own cars. I agree. Um, the rest of the population depends on public means. This means they, they need to travel either on border borders, special air taxis, mm. or um, bus or um, mini bus kind of service. So there's still, they still some trouble. If and we, uh, you can't be happy and having a good time when you know that some people are still affected. I am, I've dedicated my life to serving the community mm. and, and I really think service to the people is fundamentally very important and I think this is also what RX does mm-hmm. um, and really I think we to a certain extent um, the entire country is not very excited mm. about the fact that border borders are still in some form of lockdown Okay, so actually on that note briefly, who is Ricky and why is the border border curfew very personal to you? My name is Ricky Rapper Thompson co-founder and director of Safe Border, a young man who came to Kampala as an Askari, worked with Sex Security, um, Security Plus Uganda Limited, Akamwesi Hostel, and joined Border Border in late 2010 as a motorcycle taxi rider. 2012, I co-founded the City Tour business. 2014, I, myself, Maxim, and Alistair started the initiative now known as Safe Border. Hmm, interesting. So I understand there was a meeting regarding lifting the restrictions of Boda Boda Fraternity. How did that go? Everything has been going very well. Of mm-hmm. course, there's been a twist here and there. 
um, because as you know, the issue of border borders is fairly very, very political. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of people who have got their own interest in the industry. People have very good interest for the industry and people also have very bad interest for the industry and people just want to use the industry to mine. Mm-hmm. And, and if I mean mining, I mean mining. That when the situation is still like this, it becomes a business for other people, uh, for them to earn um, in, in one way or the other. How exactly do they do that when you guys are not able to work? It's very simple. That you, when you are not allowed to work past a certain time mm. and you are home, you have bills to pay because bordermen, um, one border rider that you see has got around five people that survive from that, that motorcycle that you see on the street. And um, and one border border that you see, it's mostly ridden by close to around two people. That's an extension of around 10 people surviving on one motorcycle. What I mean by, by the people that survive is like a borderman has got a wife, has got um, children, has got elders that they also take care of. Mm. Um, so you have rent, um, rent that still continues to demand you. Landlords have not reduced rents for any of us. Mm. I have not been privileged enough to receive that. Our border members have not been privileged to have um, rent exemption uh, for them. Uh, Bordermen still had loans, uh, motorbike loans, school fees loan, and all these issues. Yes. And you still have to take care of that. We still have our elders who survived from COVID 19 and sailed through it. We still need to take care of them. You have families to feed them and stuff like that. So, this last meeting that you had yeah. this week, yeah. um, how did it go? Because I remember on uh, when the president was lifting the, the curfew on the night economy, he said something about uh, border borders. He said when he imposed curfew upon them, it was COVID related, yeah. non security related, yeah. and uh, directed cabinet to review their measures regarding the border border fraternity so was that addressed are they reviewing the measures what's going on what has happened right now is that the members um and the people who are directly in the border border industry have decided to speak up mm-hmm. um, because one of the issues that came out very very uh, clearly when the president was lifting the entire economy he said if you border Yes. Um, which is not what he has always been doing for the rest of the sectors. Mm. If he's leaving or lifting um, curfew for any of the sectors, it's always been very clear. He articulates why he's taking certain decisions, why he's doing that. In this case, it looked like there's something that was, it, it looked like something is not clear. Mm. So for us as members of the industry, we decided to, to, to speak up. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we rose up and then we, of course, we, we've been, we wrote actually personally and, and members of the E-Trade, we wrote to the president directly. We engaged the different ministers involved, Ministry of Security, Ministry of Kampala, Ministry of Works and Transport, and we've been having all this engagement. We've also petitioned parliament to be in the, to, to intervene in this kind of matter. Now, recently, when the president spoke, he said uh, there was a bit, a bit of um, misinformation here and there. And now we are seeing that I think there's no clear reason because before people would tell you it is issues of security. Mm-hmm. But the president is coming out to say if it's issues of security, the NRM government has always been fighting insecurity. It has always been defending people against um against any form of attack it has always fought wars in northern uganda in eastern uganda in all parts of this country and it has always won it so if it's issues of insecurity the government will find the best way to handle it but not to put these young people out of out of jobs that's what the president now, said that's what the president says now this is this is a bit a brief statistic for you uganda is made up of close to i think over 80 percent of the population in uganda are young people 
The biggest employer of young people is agriculture. That's the largest. The second biggest employer of young people after agriculture is the border border sector. Border border accounts for directly a little bit over 2 million jobs and indirectly close to 10 million jobs. Border border industry accounts for close to 15 of Uganda's national GDP. So it's a huge sector that has effect over every other person and every other sector. So this is this is a group of young people who are highly educated. You have teachers, you have people with degrees. Actually, you even have some journalists who are even riding with us. People are so educated, and but they don't have where to go. They are, so they resorted to they resorted. the border border during, industry. During the lockdown, just imagine teachers have been in been been not having a job for close to two years. How would they have survived? We had received so many of them who entered the border border industry. They are members of our community, a safe border, and they had actually decided and said, you know what, I'm not going back to teaching. Why? Because he can easily make 1.5 million. As a teacher, he makes 400,000. Okay, Ricky, hold that thought. <laughs> uh, you're listening to The Branch Talk on RX Radio. My name is Olive, your host. And today I'm having brunch with uh, Ricky Rapper Thompson, the co-founder of Safe Border. And uh, what's on the menu today? It's the curfew that is still imposed on the border border industry. We'll be right back. You're listening to RX Radio. <laughs> Radio. Welcome back to the Branch Talk. My name is Olive, your host every Saturday. Now, if you've just joined us today on the menu, we are serving something special, but something that is, you know, personal to most of us. If you have used the border border, you know how it feels or how they felt when the president lifted restrictions on the night economy. But kept border borders and uh, a curfew, a seven o'clock curfew. Now, if you leave work and you use a border border, you know what it is like, you know, to try and hail a border border like at 6 p.m. Most of them will be like, no, I can't go that side because of curfew. So who am I having brunch with today? I'm having brunch with uh, Ricky Rapper Thompson. Your names. What? Your mother was such a designer like Ricky Rapper. Thompson. <laughs> Interesting. I think when you look at me in person, uh-huh. um, you also see some um, some designer in me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Interesting. I, I, I look like myself and my name is just for me. I don't think you'll find another Ricky No, I don't think Thompson. I'll find another Ricky Rapper Thompson. Yeah. Anyway, you told us about the statistics and uh, you mentioned something interesting. You said that the border border industry has people that are educated but have failed to find work. So the government keeping them under lock and key, so to speak, is it's being unfair, right? It is it is um so this is actually the right word to put it. One, it is it is unfair. Mm-hmm. Um it is an attack on the future of young people because the situation is real. You have close to over 30 graduates who come out from the different universities who do not find jobs. Mm. What is clear now is that you have our girls, our daughters, who actually leave the country and go to, um, to I don't know what I called it. Um, to in, to uh, the, the Arab, Middle East. To the Middle East, right? Mm. To look for opportunities. How much are they going to be working for? About Some, a million. About a million. Mm. Why would someone leave Uganda to go and work out for a million shillings? Like, I hear you. What value does that bring? 
other countries when they export labor they export good quality labor mm-hmm. we're talking about a labor that because when you have experts that come to Uganda how much are they paid oh in dollars even yeah, 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 even paid in dollars like, yes you talk about a figure that is over 10 millions right thank you like, yes over 10 millions you have guys here who are experts and they're earning 30 millions a month mm. but then you're exporting young people who go out to earn 1 million shillings it doesn't make absolute sense so what you're trying to say is that uh, by putting a cap on the boda boda industry you're forcing young people to go uh, to export labor you're forcing the country to export labor where it is not even worth it as as a non politician i would just say it's you you're attacking the future of young people okay. because the, the reality is every young person has a right to work when you're out of the university your parents are looking at you mm. um because they have made all the investment let me tell you simplest thing um for you to be to to study is that well, how long does it take anyone to graduate from a university close to 16 years how much does it cost you around 50 million on average by the way when you All sit right? down and get a pen yeah, and yeah. paper it's an average it's, of 50 million yes an average of 50 million is enough for me to start a very big business in Uganda now you have a young child at the age of 23 mm. who's a graduate from a university but cannot take care of himself What is that supposed to mean? Mm. This is not the kind of country we want to live in. Young people have got a right to be able to work. Mm. Anything that affects our future, anything that doesn't allow us to work, it is something that is not best for us. Now, let me tell you the reality is that you might think you're just affecting the people in the body body industry. No. Look at RX Radio. Mm. How many staff do you have here? An example, maybe it could be 20. Mm-hmm. How many of those people own cars? I actually came out here and there's literally like one or two cars. <laughs> Did you have to say that? No, 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 no. no. I'm just, <laughs> But I'm, I hear you. I'm just being honest with you that in workplaces, mm. less than 10% of the employees own cars. And uh, at what level are those employees? Most yes. of them are in senior positions. Yes. The underlings, most of them use yes. public transport. And, and the, the senior positions are fewer, uh-huh. but then the people below are, are more. Many. And these yes. are the young people. Mm. There's no any mean for them to go back home apart from a border border and a taxi. Mm-hmm. Now the weirdest thing or the, the most challenging thing is that there's no taxi in Uganda that can take us to the door. Except Uber, right. and it's more expensive. No, Uber is for the IN. If you live in IN, very organized places, yes. you're good to go, right? But if you live in the ghetto, where even yourself you struggle to maneuver, how will you? Yeah, how, I hear you. How will you get there? Mm-hmm. Because even a, even a car has to drop you, and then you have to walk through the corridors to get to your door. A car will not take you to your doorstep. You need a border um, for the for, for you to get to your doorstep. And That's. The, the only security that people have because if you leave the the bars open young people are going to go out and party mm-hmm. right young people are working in those bars they are serving they are serving the beers that are being drunk they are being served by young people mm. everything that is being consumed in the bar the people yeah. that work cook food for people it's young people. people now when their night is done they their night of home. how do they go home yes. and under normal circumstances they would call their border guy to pick them up are you telling the employees to actually drive each of these people with security and then park by the roadside and walk everyone to their doorstep that's it's, not possible it's impossible it's impossible so so it's it's, it's, it's a dream mm. it's it's, it's it's actually a lie to say that the economy is open when the border border is not open a, a section an industry that accounts for 15% of Uganda's total GDP that industry that accounts for an employment of close to 10 million young people 
mm. if you leave it under some form of curfew and some under some form of lockdown you have not opened the economy simple when you've heard what kasita has said kasita is saying the same thing government there's no way our basubuzi can move out their things mm. there's no way our hotel owners can move out their things there's no way even for you the radio owners and the radio producers you need to speak to us because this is something that directly affects you mm. because olive let's be honest if you have to go out how will you go if you have to live here and you have a show that ends at 10 pm how will you go back home you need a border if i have no car i'll need a border that's yeah, right yeah 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 even no now assuming you have a car um when it breaks down fuel <laughs> fuel has skyrocketed yes it's extremely expensive mm. to drive a car in kampala right now how will you do it and there are some parts of kampala where even when you have a car you can't reach with yeah. your car like yeah. if you go downtown you need a border border to take you there definitely definitely mm. so and and the saddest thing is that this people underestimate the power and the contribution of border borders right mm. because let me give you a killer statistic that the border borders in Kampala you have close to around 300,000 or even more mm. just with the statistics of 300,000 each border border spends spend, uh, spends around 3 liters uh, of fuel they, mm. they they need at least 10,000 shillings to operate that border as a business every single day mm-hmm. every liter of fuel has got tax how much is that around mm. 1,200 times the 300,000 mm. times 3 again mm. you get to realize how much that is Okay. So it's and, and when you compute that across the country, mm. you get to realize how much these people are directly contributing to the economy. You cannot because there's literally you you actually this is the simplest thing. So you get to hear everyone saying, "Ah, bora bora bantu babi, they are bad people, but then they have contacts." If no one in Uganda does it. No one. <laughs> no one. Uh, I swear, I bet. Uh-huh. Check anybody's phone. And uh, and fail to find someone uh yes. Jack Boda, yeah, yeah. some some Boda. Boda Boda <laughs> in in any form eh. because once they know that person or the person parks outside RX radio right mm. and then or maybe the person is related to them mm. then they feel like that's a good border border mm. when they walk out of their house every border border they meet is a hooligan is a bad person apart from their own border border apart guy apart from their own border border guy i actually said this one day on a show eh. i said the people who say border borders are bad their children are being moved to school on a border border their women are being brought home by border border or their girlfriends are being delivered on a border border the food they eat at home is being delivered by, by border, border border check their phone yeah because when it. actually every one of us i agree with you every one of us has received a service by a border border you may not sit on it but if i order food from cafe javas or from kfc border how border. is it going to be brought to me border border. if i order for something from jumia and it is light how is it going to get to border me Border, border. <laughs> like even if you want to know it will rotate border border mm. before you end border 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 but it's been argued and this is what cabinet is saying and some ugandans that uh, border borders have been used to commit crime and truly we have witnessed several of these like the the murder of uh, the deputy IGP uh, Felix Kawesi and uh, the murder of Kanochigundu uh, uh, so it's upon this background that government claims border borders are being used to commit crime so maybe if we cap them and limit their movement in the night because the president once said i don't want you to work under the cover of darkness do you think they they, they are right to a degree i i think they they, they have a point mm. um but i would want to say this 
criminality manifests itself in different forms mm. in different parts of the country. When we were growing up, those early early years, they used to say whenever you see a fast driving car, a fast moving car, at the time they used to say I think a Range Rover mm. was a very dangerous car, right? Mm. That robbers would use it to steal money from the bank. So whenever they could steal money and get into a Range Rover because it's a very fast car, mm. they wouldn't catch it anymore, right? So security used to be very suspicious about those big fast moving cars. Mm. I want I want to, I want to drive you to a point. Briefly. Now <laughs> now border borders is one word. Mm. But the thing is who is a border border? Mm. I think in this context you're saying a motorcycle taxi rider. Mm. Someone who transports people on on a motorcycle. That's This is right. the person you mean by border border. Yes. But also to be very honest with you Olive, you know people ride motorcycles to work. And That's they own. They own. They right? don't provide a service. They don't provide a service, but they use it to move around. Mm. Um, you have police guys moving on 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 motorcycles, right? Mm. Yeah. Some looks like border border. Some doesn't look like border borders. Mm. The biggest problem we have is that there's not been a clear uh, a clear um, a clear line between someone who is just riding. On his horn, riding a motorcycle, mm. like what happens in other parts of the world that you just I find people riding their motorcycle, maybe to work or taking their children to school and stuff like that. And then you have people who are dedicated to providing a service. Now, what what has always been happening is that whenever you are on a bajaj, whenever you are on a TVS, they call you a border border, even when you're not. So, is your argument that some people who are not necessarily providing a motorcycle taxi service are using these bikes to commit crime? This is real. but because there is no way of uh, separating the two, the ones that give a service and the ones that just use the bikes. Uh, everyone is calling them calling border the border border industry. That, that, uh, is, that is the reality. That's the reality. So, and and I think that is that is why for us as Safe Border, mm. we came in a very different way. We actually had to make sure people can differentiate someone who is here to provide a service and someone who is just riding on his own. And that's why when you see our Safe Borders, actually we call them the Safe Borders. We actually don't call them Border Borders. We call mm, them the Safe borders, borders. Right? They have proper reflector with their name on. They have helmets with numbers on them and stuff like that. This is this is aimed at differentiating someone who is just riding a motorcycle maybe to work or to leisure from someone who is here to provide a service now that needs to be moved across the country so that we have a clear description of who is a border border uh, rider a border, border, border rider and who is just a motorcycle rider okay you're listening to the branch talk my name is olive hanging out with uh, Ricky Rapa Thompson the co-founder of Safe Border and when we come back i know if you've been listening from the start you're waiting for the most interesting part when is he talking about safe border and we are getting to that so don't go anywhere don't touch your dial we'll be right back great music right here on rx radio this is rx radio and the show is the branch talk now before we get into the branch there is amazing news from our friends at Airtel Uganda. Airtel Uganda has a product, a debit card, but instead of being linked to a bank account, it's linked to your Airtel Money account, which means it's way more convenient. Now, you may be wondering, what is this card? What does it do? 
and I'm here to answer your questions. The Airtel Money Mastercard is a virtual debit card available to Airtel customers. It is linked to their Airtel Money wallet, enabling you to make e-commerce or mobile app payments anywhere Mastercard is accepted globally. With the Airtel Money Mastercard, a VCN holder or a virtual card number holder can pay for goods and services online on any site or app that accepts MasterCard upon checkout or for the subscription. Now, how does the Airtel Money MasterCard work? Simple. Create an Airtel Money MasterCard account via a USSD code on your phone, dial one star, 85 hash, select option 7, select option 9, select option 1 to get the card and then enter your Airtel money pin to confirm. It is simple like that. And just like that, you are a virtual MasterCard holder. You will receive an SMS notification with your Airtel money MasterCard details. It will also include your 16-digit card number, CVC and expiry date. Then you can shop online using money from your Airtel Money account without the need of a bank account. Isn't that amazing? This is the Brunch Talk on RX Radio. Enjoy the music. Never miss a moment on RX Radio. Listen to hundreds of podcasts of past segments from past shows on the RX Radio app or website. Updated every day. Are you ready for this? Go! Listen to... Today's best mix. Playing up. Our... RX Radio. Uh, RX Radio. Welcome back to the Brunch Talk. We are here outside. Me and Ricky Rapper Thompson. <laughs> Hi Ricky. Hi. Julie Wawel. I mean, whoever whoever did that joke. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Wangola. Yeah. So we are having a good time here, and uh, earlier I, I I needed you to tell me what the way forward is for the safe border. Sorry, for the border border industry because you had a meeting with cabinet this week. What are the resolutions? If you can tell us that briefly. Um, so really, there were a number of issues that were already coming in mm-hmm. because um, as you're aware, the challenges has, had caused um, a number of issues in different in different units of government. But um, finally, I think uh, you must have heard about it. Um, General Katumba um, last week did mention that border borders have got a period of around six months um, to organize themselves. This oh. means... This means um, um, government is interested in making sure that we are involved in making the industry safer, not only for us, but for every other person. Now, also yesterday, we had a meeting um, with the ministers of Kampala, Honorable Ajat, Minister Kabanda, and Chofa Togabie, where we actually agreed um, that um, we'll be working together in making sure that the city is safer, the industry is safer, and the industry gets organized and all of us will be involved in this kind of arrangement. Okay. One of the things that also came out very, very clearly is that Border Border does need representation at different level, from the search level um, to the national level, where then issues that concerns the industry will be presented 
and will be considered um, at a national level. Another thing that also uh, came out very, very clearly in a promise by Honorable Ajat Minsa Kavanda was that um, the curfew will be lifted um, for the border border soon. So soon, but you don't have a timeline. We don't have a timeline, but you could. There is you, a promise. You can already see uh, that the President, His Excellency, um, has already commented about it. Ministers are telling us this is going to happen soon. And I really think that the people are also speaking, including yourself, Oli. Please um, tell them to also lift uh, <laughs> <laughs> tell them to also lift the curfew on, uh. on, on border borders because it is important for you um, and your loved ones. Yeah, it is important for everyone, business people, people that just need border borders for themselves. And uh, speaking of uh, your meeting with the ministers of Kampala, uh, Kampala Capital City Authority has over time said that they have plans to stop border borders from reaching the city, the main central business district. Uh, are they still on track with that? And how will that affect the industry? Um, development of Kampala is by its own people. Kampala will never develop and will never be better without the people that made Kampala what it is. Mm. So we're in talks and we're, we're looking at how best that idea can come to life, but making sure that the people who will be affected can be supported in the, in the best way possible. The, the honest truth is that the industry needs to be sanitized mm -hmm. um, because um, it's, it's important. Today, when you speak about the border border industry and ask even the ministers, how many border borders are in Kampala? No one has the real statistic, right? How many border borders are in Rubaga? How many border borders are in Kawempe? How many border borders are in Makinde? No one knows it. If you ask them how many border borders are in Eastern Uganda, no one knows about it. So I think it's actually important. The idea of the smart city um, should be uh, implemented in a, in a very systematic way. And organized way. Yeah, and it should support um, the organized group. So basically... Organized groups like Safe Border. Um, organized groups, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so let's turn our uh, let's turn our attention to Safe Border, okay? Uh, there was a time when Safe Border was the go-to app. I will even speak for myself and those at the back. <laughs> Olive, just to just to understand, so you mean today is not a go-to app? No, no, it is still. But okay. this is what I'm saying. Uh, now, first, we do your statement. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Safe Border is still a go-to up all right no 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 but no, no, hear no, no, me no. out hear me out things have changed to a degree honestly okay. this is feedback okay things have changed to a degree mm. um you have this option under the app the cashless option and over time i think we even have a, had a discussion about this uh, uh sometime last year over time safe border riders have shown that they don't have appetite for the cashless option most of them would rather you cancel and pay again and use cash others when you tell them you have cashless they cancel the ride now lately there is a new development they call you and tell you cancel the ride let's negotiate off app this has happened with Safe Border and other apps, but this time around, since I'm talking to the Safe Border co-founder, I will stick it to Safe Border. Are there any mechanisms that you have in place to make sure that Safe Border goes to the to the app that we used to know, we used to love in the beginning? All right. Um, first off, is thank you so much, Olive, for the feedback. I appreciate it. I almost missed it. Um, but before really I respond, mm. will you allow me to ask you? I'm not interviewing you. <laughs> it's what? fine, fine. Okay. Ask me. <laughs> when was the last time you used the app? 
Oh, actually, I used it a lot. Even this week, I have. And I was pissed. Okay. <laughs> this person refused to give me my change and you know his uh, response oh you see you know they take off a lot of money from us it's just 500 shillings da, 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 da. I find that's very like it's hogwash so to speak I, I don't know what that word means <laughs> <laughs> but I will deal with that later okay. I think I'm, I'm, I'm opening more doors for trouble <laughs> um. no not against you it's the riders because I know you mean well Okay, thank you. So this is what has been happening. Mm. I think when people um, talk about, first of all, is that Safeboard is built on the backbone of the community. We really, really um, care about our people and we want to make sure our people are happy. Should be for the best of our community. Unfortunately, when we talk about the effect of COVID-19, some people underestimated. Border borders were in lockdown up to 2 p.m. and they could not carry passengers when there was a total uh, curfew. And and that had a very bad effect on, on these people. Again, we were then allowed to carry people and for like the last, what, 21 months, we are still in some form of, of, of lockdown. And today, as I speak, the income of our drivers have a little bit grown to 40%, 40-50% of the original income. And Where I, was it before the lockdown? It was around 50,000 shillings per day. Today, okay. today, uh, averagely, you see them between 20 um, and 28, 29,000. Very few of them can hit 30,000 shillings. So that's like you're still dealing with close to 50% or even below. So are you saying that it's because of the COVID-19 I'm, I'm, effects? I'm taking you there, Oli. Okay. Now, um, before lockdown, we'd given out, because with the help of our partners, Watu, we'd given out lots of loans, like bike loans, thousands of them were given to our members of the community. These people had also taken cash loans um, where they, you know, you have a small emergency or you had school fees and all those things. They had taken cash loans from us. Besides that, they they also have equipment fee that they have to pay for, which um, could be a little bit high. Um, of course, at a discounted price, I think they pay 50% of what they are supposed to pay. Uh, because we give them smartphones, we give them um, two helmets and reflectors, which cost close to a million shillings, but they pay around 450,000 shillings for all that. And that was also in their wallet as, um, as, as a loan, because it's a credit that you have to pay back. Now, what happened is that when these people were not earning, responsibilities continued to, to, to keep knocking the door. You know, children still wants to eat, rent still wants to be paid, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Because the income is less, and also loans need to be serviced. Because the income is less, a driver would really um, decide to say, you know what, I, I don't want to, I don't want to take cashless, because when I take cashless um, and the money goes to the app, these people are going to deduct their loan, and I have urgent issues to deal with. So that costed us so much um, to the extent that um, many of our drivers started saying they no longer want um, to take cashless, and we gave them a lot of amnesty. We restructured the loan and stuff like that. And today, as I speak, there's been a massive improvement um, from what we had, I think, over a year ago to what we are right now. We've also recruited um, over 300 um, uh, community ambassador leaders to speak to our people. And when you go drive around Wandegear, um, Kira Road, by all the traffic lights, you have a team that is supposed to uh, make sure that the community is safe, the community clean, and they all continue to respect the rules. 
and continue to abide by our regulation and continue to also remain compliant. So these bad seeds that are asking customers to get off the app and negotiate off app, what are you going to do about them? What we have always asked our customers is because in the first place, whatever we have built, we don't own it 100%. Mm. It has always been feedback that we get from the customers, feedback that we get from the drivers that has helped us build what we have built today. Customers have got a very fundamental responsibility that is speaking to us, letting us know whatever challenge they are finding out there. If you share with us a feedback through our app, through an email, through WhatsApp, um, through a call, um, and give us the detail of the driver, we take an immediate action and make sure that that experience is not passed on to another person. Mm-hmm. Most times when customers don't speak to us, one person, because one driver can take up to 15 trips a day, mm. that means you can have 15 people just being affected by one individual. If you have 20 people doing the same time, multiply that by 15 customers, that could that could actually mean mean so bad for, for, for the industry. So basically, customers, we request and continue to ask that whenever you face that challenge, please speak to us, let us know, share with that a little of these drivers, action will be taken. If they do not want to be on our app, there's no problem. Mm. But you don't be on the app and then start asking our customers, you know what? To go off app and negotiate. negotiate. This is this is not this is not why we are built what we built. The wallet that we actually built, this is actually a story that people don't know. The wallet that we built was not our own initiative. In 2016, when we started Safe Border, many drivers came to us. And that is after like two years. Many drivers came to us and told us, you know what? We love the work that we do, but we keep receiving our money in cash. Is there a way that you guys could help us and make sure that we are able to collect our money at the end of the week, at the end of the month and stuff oh, like that? Okay. Yes, yes. Okay. And because of that feedback, we put together the tech team and we are able to actually build the wallet. All right. Uh, and the wallet is supposed to help, actually was meant um, to help the drivers be able to save and get money in, in a bundle. Because most of these people, you find someone who had been in the industry for five, ten years, is been earning um, every day. But they have nothing to show they for it. They have nothing to show for it. And now, when we started the wallet, many drivers were happy and many drivers were able to show something that they have earned from the industry because now you get the money in bando, you're able to start your construction work, you're able to buy a small car, you're able to buy land in the village and stuff like so, that. So, some people argue that uh, Safe Border currently has too many riders that they have failed to raid in. Over time, the riders have allegedly increasingly become non-customer centric. They like I mentioned earlier, some of the things they do. Um, is it true that maybe when you had fewer numbers, you managed your uh, riders better than you do right now? Um, the, the honest truth is gross comes with challenges. Mm. Um, and I really want to be honest here. That no one would say that um, when you grow, you, you could be as you you are As smaller. you are when you are yeah, smaller. Yeah, when you are smaller. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think the growth that we have had over over the years has also brought its own challenges. And as a team, we are learning and we're making sure that every other feedback that we get or every other challenge that we continue to get is actually attended to and is actually fixed because service to the people is what we are here for. And that's mm. why whatever we are going to bring is customer-centric. Customer-centric. So one last comment uh, where if government... When government decides to lift the curfew, which is going to happen, which is going to happen, that's why I had to get rid of the if Mm. (laughs) to the when. Um, What plans or what new things should uh, Safe Border clients expect to get from you? 
I think for the last few years, we've been one of the most innovative companies. Mm. Um, and also to be honest, we've been one of the most successful companies um, that was born, um, nurtured and, and raised from um, Chebano, Kampala, Uganda. Mm. We've crossed borders and I think this is a story that we'll continue to tell. Um, and Uganda will continue to tell for many years that now they are actually they are actually starting to export technology mm. um, apart from importing technology, you mm. know, um, which is a great thing and it's a great achievement. I think customers should really expect the best that SafeBoda has. We'll continue to run a number of promotions and continue to bring new products to the market. Um, just like we have done recently, I hope you're aware that um, SafeBoda received the licenses from Bank of Uganda to now be able to move money directly through our platform. So it's now legal. Um, for us, uh, how do you uh, how do you exactly move money? Um, so you you have a wallet with us, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you do. Um, and you can move money from maybe um, the riders, mm-hmm. from the drivers, to your wallet um, by giving them cash on the top of your wallet, or you could move money from using your mobile money um, account to the SafeBoda wallet and use it to buy fuel. You you are we are aware that we've been running very special discounts. Um, with Total across Kampala. You can use it to buy medicine, food, anything that you want from our app. You can also use that to pay uh, for a ride. But wow. most importantly, mm-hmm. is that if a friend sends you uh, money, uh, or say what you call safe but cashless, you can actually withdraw it in like all the mobile money stations across Kampala at a very, very minimal uh, rate. Uh, rate. But most interestingly right now, we are running a very uh, uh, special uh, promotion, which actually is not going to be a promotion, it's a package that people who save with that annually will be able to earn 10% from their savings in the wallet, which literally no institution is is doing. I think we're the only ones. Wow, wow. Interesting yeah. things or, coming from or, Safe Border. Or, or if in- anyone is doing, they're giving you a much lesser rate than what we're giving you. <laughs> Interesting things coming from Safe Border this 2022. If you do not have the app, just visit your Play Store or iStore. Um, search for Safe Border, install it onto your phone. You will be able to get really good rides. And like Rapper said, there are things they are going to streamline, take out the shaft of riders that they have, and remain with the good ones that we used to know. Wouldn't that be interesting? <laughs> Thank you, Rapa, for for gracing the brunch talk. It's been amazing having this conversation. Can I come back again on Saturday? Oh, yes, you can. (laughs) (laughs) You want to be a daily, you know, a visitor every other weekend? Uh, Because there are so many good things around here. Like what? coffee (laughs) (laughs) we'll be happy to have you but for now thank you thank you so much for sparing time to come and hang out with me on this brunch you're welcome Uh, this has been the brunch talk my name is Olive like I always do I hang out with you every Saturday from 12 to 1pm and if you've missed any of the episodes of the brunch talk please visit our podcast section and choose any topic of your liking listen through and leave a comment you can leave a comment through the app still and if there is a topic you feel i should tackle please get to me on facebook i go by olive monica nejuma and on twitter olive monica on snapchat and even on instagram you can find me everywhere i am everywhere like mtn what about on tiktok (laughs) even on tiktok (laughs) until next saturday bye bye people